Welcome back to Public Address Radio on Radio Live. These days we're used to most stories about the obesity epidemic being fairly negative. We're bad, we're getting worse, it's the biggest health problem facing us, you know how they go. So what a pleasant change it is to be able to deliver a positive story in the war on obesity. Here with the good news is nutrition expert Elaine Rush from AUT. Well Elaine, welcome. Thank you. Tell us about the project, the findings. Give us the executive summary, if you will. Well, first of all, I think I should sketch out what Project Energise is. Mm. It's a service that the Waikato District Health Board funds for its children, and it started in 2005 when this uh, nutrition and physical activity program was offered to 62 schools. And it's through Sport Waikato who employ energisers who look after now between 8 to 12 schools each to help promote the nutrition and physical activity environment. In 2005, we also had 62 schools who were control schools, so we assessed them again in 2006 and found that changes were going in the right direction, but we didn't have enough numbers or measurements to show that it was happening in Maori or that it was happening in the lower deciles. So the District Health Board then rolled it out to the control schools, which is what you should do with these types of trial, and so that was 124 schools, and then progressively up till now, they've introduced it to all the schools in the Waikato. So now 244 schools are being energised. So now your control, i.e. the group that don't get it, is effectively the rest of the country, I suppose. That's that right. Yeah. But uh, in the report we've produced, we've used the control children from 2004 and 2006, so 7 and 10-year-old group, because we couldn't measure everyone, so we were selective in our age group. The findings were quite striking, weren't they, in terms of, I mean, there's a couple of aspects. There's one, the physical changes, and then there's also their attitudinal changes. Yes, and also how fast they can run. They're faster than other children in other parts of New Zealand. And to me, as a f- physiologist, that's really exciting because it's not how much space you take up or how mm. much you weigh. Mm. It's whether you can actually run and do the things that humans were designed to do. Tell, tell me about the program, what it involves, how it works, because there's a lot of different theories in this area around you know, the balance of energy, uh, exercise and nutrition and how you get people to take up those messages. Well, the mantra of Project Energize has always been be he- uh, eat healthy, be active and have fun. It has nothing to do with obesity or weight. And the children don't know it's a weight control program. And it's not really. It's doing the things that we should be doing, feeding our children well and giving them lots of opportunities to exercise their bodies. Do you think it's important that the kids don't know that that there's in any way an obesity program? That, that it's presented to them as something more positive than that? I think it is important, but it, it's not overt because we don't need to. We're just saying this is a be healthy program. And, and talking about good health rather than the other side of the coin. Because, I mean, obesity is obviously not the only negative outcome, is it? I mean, if you have a healthy life, then, you know, if you eat healthily and you exercise, then you have all sorts of benefits. Yes, other your than blood your pressure work. goes down. And uh, what we were doing is changing the environment in the schools. So the energizers don't take over the classes for the teachers. They support them and do professional development with them. One of the success of the program is their fundamental movement schools. Um, professional develop. They help the teacher teach the children how to throw, kick and catch. And we've shown an evaluation in 2008 that uh, younger children can be better at these things than the older children after they've had the, their teacher brought up to speed with how they should do it. Because it's not something teachers learn at training college. They only spend about 10 hours on physical education. 
Now, I, I note that um, Dr. Robin Toomuth from the Obesity Epidemic is commenting uh, on this paper. And it's interesting because when I've spoken to her in the past, she said to me, education doesn't work. She's not a fan of education being the answer, because, which is often you know, suggested. Um, she says that physical exercise, uh, as in voluntary physical exercise, isn't always the answer as well. You need to incorporate these things into your everyday lifestyle. So how is this different? Well, Robin mainly works with adults who have already put on the weight and have the problems. And uh, we're working with children who are growing rapidly, so it's a wonderful time to actually change their growth trajectory through changing the environment. So we're not working with individual children, we're working with the whole school. So they might be changing what's available in their school canteen, they might be changing how they go about physical education. One of the really popular things they're doing at the moment is orienteering. Now it's not a sport, the kids don't even know that it's uh, getting them to huff and puff, but it's uh, ensuring that they do get that moderate to vigorous activity. Were there any things that you had to change as you went along because it was apparent that they weren't the right thing to do? Uh, uh, yes, the, the team, as I say, come together regularly and keep changing what they do and how they do it and getting better at it. So it has evolved. So some things don't seem to have been penetrating well and so a new resource might be created or a new way of doing things or in a particular school maybe there'll be a few energizers go and help with a particular thing or the dietician might go and, and run a parents' or grandparents' cooking class or something like that. So it works with the schools. It doesn't tell the schools what to work, do. It works with the needs that the schools identified. I'm, I'm not... Maths is not my strong point, but if you, you've started this in 2005, um, what's the oldest age that a child that's been through the program is now? It's only in primary schools, yeah. so they're 12. So, yeah. Yeah. so there's some children, we didn't measure those, that mm. would have been in an energised school uh, for all of their primary school. Because I'm interested to see what happens when they leave the energised environment, they become teenagers, they're subjected to the advertising, the availability of fizzy drinks, and they might have those messages in their mind, but whether they revert to those habits that we see, that's people right. wandering to school with a 1.5 bottle, bottle of Coke, and that's your and, morning. And that's one of the reasons we'd like the principles of energised to go wider and into more schools and change the whole environment of New Zealand. We've shown that it can work at this level. These children are poised to be able to make good decisions further on. But because we've made the change so early in life, no matter what happens in the future, I think they're still in a better position than they would have been if it hadn't been there. It doesn't wash out. What do you think are the chances of it spreading beyond the region and, and, and you know, actually taking place in all schools? Well, it requires political will, but of course political will actually requires the voters to say what they really value in New Zealand. And I think it's time for a number of issues to do with children for the New Zealand citizens to step up and say, we value our children, we want the life to be better for them, this is where the money should be invested, and we have to look at the balance between treatment at end of life compared with looking after our children as yet unborn. And that, I, I presume that's why you're here, and you have actually been, you've been making an effort to communicate what you've found with this, with, you know, with this study, haven't you? Yes, and it's really important to realise that we can do it. We've made a difference. It's only $40 per child per year, 20 cents each school day for each child. And we've had a whole of population effect in the low deciles and the high deciles, in the Maori and in the European, in rural and urban, and in boys and girls. No matter which way you slice and dice it and look at it, 
It's positive, particularly in the seven-year-olds. The earlier you get to them, the more of a bang for your buck you'll get. Would you like to get there even earlier still, preschool education? Absolutely. But we are getting there early in a way because these girls that are going to primary school now, in another 10 years or so, they could be the parents of tomorrow. So it's that generation that will really benefit. So it's for our children's children we should be doing this. We need to be far-sighted. Well, best of luck, Elan Rush. It, it seems an inspiring story to me, and I hope you can get take up with it. Thank you very much. That's Elaine Rush. After the break, a poet for our times, Tono and the Finance Company.